listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing the Happy Hobby series here on the Coffee <laughs> Hour. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Tyrell Bramwell, familiar voice here on KFUO across defense. He's also at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I believe in admissions now. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Well, welcome Thanks. to the Coffee Hour. Glad to Thanks have you for on having me here. It's great to be with you guys. <laughs> well, you are joining us for the Happy Hobby Series, where we get to talk with our friends about some of their, their favorite hobbies that uh, have been meaningful to them, and uh, sharing these hobbies in hopes that they might be insightful or helpful to the listener who maybe has some extra time on his or her hands during these days of uh, working from home or, or being at home, not being able to get out and about as much. So sharing the hop happy hobby series and uh, your hobby we're sharing today, drum roll. Do we, how, how do we? I, I wish I could do that thing with the mouth that sounds like the drum roll, but I can't. That's what post-production is for. <laughs> photography. Yeah, photography. So how did you get interested in photography? Actually, this is something that's been handed down to me from my father. So uh, my, my stepdad was really big into uh, film photography back in the day when I was growing up, pre, pre-digital era. And I remember going uh, on these road trips and he would always have, there would be, a, you know, he'd be in the, the driver's seat. Mom would be in the passenger seat. The kids would all be in the back of our big Suburban. And there was always a seat reserved for his camera bag. <laughs> and he had all this gear, uh, just all the gadgets and things that you can think of. And all of them now, you know, looking back, all of them were analog. They're these old vintage pieces of equipment nowadays. Um, but yeah, he had this camera bag and he always had it un unbuckled and unzipped. So if we were, we'd often go to Yellowstone. And if we were going uh, up there and he, he saw a buffalo or a bear, uh, the, the prize bear, we always looked for bears. Uh, didn't see too many of them, but he could jump out of the jump out of the cockpit, open up the back door, grab his camera, and start shooting slides. He liked to shoot slides, which was interesting because that meant we never got to see him because <laughs> we didn't bust out the slide machine that often. So dad took all these pictures that we never saw. It was great. So anyway, that's how I got into it. I just always saw my dad with this this really cool thing in his hand and all the gadgets that went with it. And I'm kind of a kind of a gear guy. I don't know. Maybe it's a guy thing. I'm not sure, but I love pieces of gear. So do you have any of his? Did he did he gift any of his cool, uh, what would be now vintage antique <laughs> gear to you? Yes, he has. Uh, not too much, but he gave me a few lenses to get started. Um, and uh, yeah, so he he's held, held on to his prize possession still. I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I we when I go over there for the holidays or things, and every once in a while I'll say, "Hey, Dad, where's where's the old stuff? You know, where's the stuff from my childhood?" And we'll go down to the basement, and he'll pull them out, and I'll kind of hold them and geek out about them. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a a preference of film versus digital? A lot of photographers are are uh, are, are pretty adamant about one or the other, or maybe you like both for different reasons. Well, yeah. So that's really good. I love to get back into film. Uh, I just barely started with film when I got into photography as an adult. So I, mm. I started, but then the transition was happening at that same time to digital. And I remember the conversation was, you know, well, can, can a six megapixel or a four, can a four megapixel camera really 
be on par with film. Mm-hmm. And now here we are with you know, digital far is, is far crisper and cleaner than film could ever be so much so that we, we tend to dirty up our, our digital images on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we add grain into them to make them look like film. Um, so I would love to get back into some film someday just to, uh, as a creative outlet to play around with the, the, the idea of the limitation of like a 24 mm-hmm. or 36, uh, role of film, right? You only get that many pictures. That's intriguing to me because in the digital world, we just snap as many pictures as we want. And we, I could easily blow through 500 pictures and, and get two that I want, I want, really want to you know, do anything with. Um, so to have that limitation, that sounds like a fun challenge, but right now I'm just digital. And, uh, I went through this progression. I sold my original, uh, DSLR, my first one to buy the, one of the earliest iPhones that <laughs> really started where they really started marketing the, the camera. I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, so the, the iPhone hits the market and it's big for iTunes and music and stuff. And then we get the camera and it's like the conversation shifted and everything has been about camera uh, abilities ever since low light. And now we're up to, I think the, the 11 pro has three different lenses. Uh, you know, they look so weird, but um, so I, I originally sold my, my, first DSLR was the only thing I really had a value while I was at the seminary. I didn't have a job. I was you know, getting through school, had a family. And so the budget was tight and I really wanted an iPhone. <laughs> so I ended up selling my, my, one of my favorite possessions, um, to, to be able to buy it. And I told myself, well, you know, it'll actually be a good exercise in trying to learn this, this new iPhoneography thing that it was all the, the, the rage. I got to tell you, I think that was actually a benefit because it really helped me focus on composition and framing and, uh, you know, having to, to use my feet, as they like to say in the photography world, instead of zooming in and out and things like this, you have to move your body to Mm -hmm. get the different perspectives. And so it really forced me for, well, all through seminary for four or five years, um, to, uh, to focus on that kind of a thing as I was dabbling in it. And then I got back to having a, well, now I'm using a mirrorless camera, but uh, you know, DSLR and being able to play with the, the manual modes again. And dropping all kinds of names. And- oh, I know. I, I, see, I, this is my opportunity to sound like I know what I'm talking about, about something <laughs> geeky. I love it. Uh, I'm so glad you guys had this series going on. Oh, yeah. So Let me see what other words I can throw out there. Aperture. <laughs> oh, go ahead, no. <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. Stop. Um, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Dad was a, a big influence, uh, the, mm-hmm. the chief influence. Have others influenced your photography? Of course, yes. Um, so the other, the other family influence was my brother. My brother, uh, following Dad's influence too, he went off into the military, uh, and he became a photojournalist for the army. So he was using, and this was back in the film days. So he was still using the same analog equipment my dad was. And they were both Nikon guys. And I I followed suit too. I was a Nikon guy until recently. And I switched over to Canon. Um, But a big influence actually is in-house here for us Lutherans is Eric Lunsford. Mm -hmm. Uh, That guy is an amazing photographer. And watching what he does and what he's produced on behalf of the church really has inspired me and and actually has influenced what type of photos I like to take now. I, I used to think, you know, this was my my sort of escape, something I could do outside of the church just for myself. But the Lord has a, a way of 
kind of always co-opting our skills and our talent. <laughs> and uh, so now, I, you know, I, I tend to want to take pictures of, of ecclesial subjects, fun stuff like that. But yeah, Eric has been a huge influence for me. Don't tell him. <laughs> oh, we, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is Eric the one that got you into mirrorless cameras? Also, what what is mirrorless? Because I know he yeah. loves them. <laughs> Yes. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I actually just ended up in mirrorless because of the price point and the progression as I, when I was buying my, my newest camera, um, kind of trying to future proof my purchase, knowing that mm. the, you know, the, the, uh, industry was going toward mirrorless. So I ended up going that way, but yeah, I remember him telling me about his cameras. Uh, well, this was 2012 or 13. Now he was, him and I were on a bus to DC for, uh, the March for life. And he was, uh, entertaining all my, my geekery and pr probably trying to get some sleep. And I was disturbing him about his camera gear. Um, but yeah, so mirrorless cameras don't, you know, they, they operate a lot like a DSLR. They, they look like a DSLR. They kind of function in that same area where you have this, um, you know, the lenses attach and, and you have the gear, but there's no, there's no mirrors involved, hence mirrorless. So you don't have any sort of old, older remnants of, the, of what a camera used to be, it's directly onto the sensor. The sensor is acting in, in a sense like the mirror and the rest of the components that were in the uh, single lens reflex, the SLRs that then became the DSLRs. Um, we've now kind of developed technology to move beyond having to have that mirror and everything happening, functioning inside the camera. So the image goes straight onto a sensor and and it's able to get a lot more compact, a lot smaller. I, I was, that was one thing about Eric's camera gear I thought was amazing. I grew up, my dad had these giant SLR cameras, massive beasts of a camera. I saw Eric's and I knew he, he was making a living with his camera and it was tiny. Like, what, what is that thing? That's not, that's not a professional camera. And he opened, <laughs> he opened my world up to this other, you know, this whole other area of photography that was professional. And obviously, I mean, he was using it, but, um, yeah, good stuff. You have a lot of Fuji stuff, um, uh, Pentax, things like that. But now mine is a Canon and Nikon's there. Everybody, I think all the all the major companies are doing mirrorless now. Almost everybody is focusing their energy that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We could nerd out on on technology oh, and yeah. stuff for a long time. Yeah, um, right. But you mentioned you mentioned shifting to more ecclesial photography. What <laughs> what are some of the the things that you like? To photograph now. Well, I like um, churches. You know, seeing the, the architecture and the structures of churches, and now that I'm on campus, I find that I'm taking a lot of pictures of our chapel. But even you know, uh, if you look at my Instagram feed, it's all about the people, and I, I found that I'm able to capture the life of the church, and I'm really enjoying capturing these moments of you know God's people interacting in this world he's put, put us in and, and not shying away from it and not really, you know, uh, trying to uh, keep the two separate as if I had two sides of me, but really just you know, grabbing the camera and using it. In fact, part of what I'm doing here as a missions counselor is creating content to help people who might be considering becoming a, a pastor or a deaconess, content that we can put out online. So when they're searching for what does a deaconess do or what does a pastor do, they can find you know, stuff already out there, F uh, photos, because we're such a uh, image-based culture now, but also video. And I, I've really started to, I love that I can take 
what I love about photography and convert it to videography as well. And the two worlds kind of dovetail into one another, your same gear, same, you know, all of that and trying to capture that. So yeah, just, you know, God's people in their churches, in their, in, in their lives. Ecclesial sounds so much, so much fancier than it really is. It's just people <laughs> doing what people are doing. And I happen to be a pastor. So the people I'm around most of the time are church people. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> We're talking with the Reverend Tyrell Brett of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, host of Cross Defense here on KFUO for the Happy Hobby series. We have more to talk about with Pastor Bramwell. Stick around. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're continuing the Happy Hobbies series. Today, our guest is the Reverend Tyrell Bramwell. You probably recognize him from Cross Defense here on KFUO. He's also admissions counselor at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Talking about his hobby today of photography. I've learned a lot of new ways. I thought I already knew a lot about photography, but apparently I have much to learn uh, talking with (laughs) Pastor Bramwell today. Um, Speaking of learning, uh, what are some things that you have learned that you really value uh, that you've learned about photography? I know you've mentioned that you learned a lot from Eric Lunsford um, just in, in your interaction with him. What are some things that you've learned that you really value that you uh, have gained from photography? Absolutely. I, I You know, I love this idea that you don't, well, to, again, to steal Eric's language, you don't take a picture, you make a picture. And I, so let me let me unpack that a little bit. I don't know how Eric uses it, but this is how I use it. Um, I used to, do you guys remember Flickr? Oh, yeah. It's like pre-Instagram days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. So I had this wonderful conversation in my undergrad days in college talking to somebody who was also a photo geek. And we were talking about, she was a purist. And it was like, you, you take a picture and you can maybe use Photoshop to maybe correct your exposure if you didn't have your settings quite right. But you're supposed to be trying to make it look just like what your eye sees in real life. And I had this sort of uh, conflicting emotion about that idea because I was using Photoshop to make my pictures better. Yes, they were compensating for my my lack of skills. So I would, you know, I would adjust exposure and things like that. But also to make the picture look like what I wanted it to look like, not just what it did look like, but what I wish it looked like. And and not to get too theological here, but I love this idea that with our technology, I can take a picture of, I mean, just choose a beautiful subject, some corny, cheesy kind of thing, a butterfly over a rainbow or something. (laughs) Uh, I could take that picture. And yeah, it's not, you know, you take a picture and oftentimes the picture never does justice. We even use that language like, oh, the picture doesn't do this justice. Well, what if I could make it do justice? In other words, what if I could compensate for the fall into sin, the, 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 uh, the 
cloudy, dirty, mucky, uh, imperfect. What if I could clone out these imperfections and make something really beautiful? Uh, the way I, I think I envision God would have had it look prior to our fall. So I kind of end up as I'm behind the computer doing these Photoshop sessions after I t take the picture, as I'm making the picture, I get into that headspace. And I love that because it keeps me, and this is what I meant earlier about, you know, God co-ops all of my, my interests and hobbies and all of ours. And this is how he ends up using our, our talents and our skills for his purpose. Even if it's just for me in this moment, I'm thinking things through theologically. I'm looking at this beautiful butterfly that God created. And as a pastor, I end up in these places where I'm thinking about how creation is groaning for redemption. And and I'm I'm kind of replicating that or, or giving a little bit of a sample of that in my images. That's what I try to do. with, And I don't talk about that. I don't put that out there too often. But um, you, you might see like on my Instagram feed where I use the hashtag theological eyes or, or put the phrase in like edit the way you see the world. And that's what I'm getting at in that when I'm posting those things, because we can edit, we can edit out the imperfections if we want and, and not to a weird, like disturbing way, but to a way where you, you know, I'm an artist. Uh, any, you know, this is a hobby where you're an artist. You get to, you get to use a paintbrush as much as you're using the gear, the camera gear. And you know, uh, I get to, I get to literally make a composition. You could, I love watching some of these people. You see amazing talent out there where they're actually making compositions where they're bringing in multiple different pictures into one to create a scene that is fantastic and amazing. And, and it looks real because of the time they put into it. How did they get that photo? Well, they didn't, they actually merged five, but it looks great. And uh, it gives us something to think about, to contemplate and to ultimately rejoice over as we share art and beauty with one another. Long answer to your really quick question, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, photography is, is such a, an expansive uh, art oh, form. Yeah. There's so many things you can do with it. And, mm -hmm. and, and there are those, those different camps of people who like to make photography look more realistic and true to what you see. And then there's people who like to uh, enhance things or, or blend the photos or yep. use all the fancy filters and, and all of those things to, to create a different kind of art. It's, yep. it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. It, it is. It really is. And so uh, coming off of that, then what, in your opinion, makes a good photo? Ooh, I don't even know if I want to go there because that's so <laughs> controversial. <laughs> ah, it, but you did say, in my opinion. Yes, uh, right now in this moment. Yeah, right now, <laughs> what I'm liking is I'm as I'm sort of scrolling through the images I see online and, and looking for images that I I will ultimately heart on Instagram or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like I like the blacks to be crushed, like just deep dark blacks. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm actually in my own work, I'm trying to go for a, a very cinematic kind of look. Um, uh, right now I've been playing around with a lot of the teal and orange combo. So I, I like to see the symmetry and, and the, the complementary colors and things. Um, but other than that, no, it's, the, you're right. There's, there's so many good images out there that are different from each other. And there's so many different ways to, to slice that, that, uh, you know, just seeing you know, interesting subject matter, Seeing, seeing beautiful colors and seeing, this sounds weird, but re, there's a reality. It, it may be my reality, maybe your reality, but the real life, that's some, someone took that. Someone did that. 
That's what I enjoy about it. That's what makes a good photo. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a non-answer answer. <laughs> so let's talk about bad photos. Uh, oh, <laughs> mine. <laughs> what, what, what mistakes have you learned from? Have Have you had any major blunders? Oh man, yeah. I, like, can I can I share something really embarrassing? Yes, sure. please. Okay. Perfect place for that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, right after seminary, my first call, my uh, I went to Concordia Ann Arbor and for my undergrad, and so I got a I got a email from my uh, advisor from back in the day, and he said, "Hey, you're out in the parish now. We 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 see what you're doing, and we're kind of just kind of keeping track of our alum. And would you mind if we did a a little piece for you on uh, in, in our quarterly magazine?" I was like, "Oh, that'd be great. Okay, sure, of course. What do you need from me?" So we'll answer these questions, but also if you could send us a headshot, something professional that, you know, maybe you had taken when you got ordained or something. It's like, oh, well, I'm a photographer. I'll just take my own picture. I got oh, no. this. Yeah. <laughs> so I set up the tripod, do my whole thing. And I was, you know, oh, I, I don't even know if this picture exists. If it does, I'll shoot it over to you guys and you can use it however you'd like. But it's very <laughs> embarrassing. I I way overdid my uh, touch-ups on you know, I, I don't often do touch-ups on people like with, you know, like uh, airbrushing. Like I don't like to go. Shots, yeah, glen- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought, okay, here's an opportunity to test out my skills on, on airbrushing myself. Oh no. Uh, and then I'll send over this really professional headshot and I'll impress everybody at Concordia Ann Arbor. Uh, I never saw the article. I, I don't <laughs> think it ever got published. I don't, I, I think the picture was so bad. That they were like, we can't write about this guy. This is, he looks like the elephant man or something. Uh, it was awful. So yeah, uh, you can go way. If, if anyone's listening and wants some inspiration for Photoshop and like the, the digital darkroom, right? Like ha- developing digital photos, minor adjustments, <laughs> subtle adjustments go a long way because uh, mm-hmm. you can really butcher, uh, especially a human form, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, touching up people's faces uh, is is a different skill level than oh, than a lot of things. It yeah. there's yeah yeah it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of that, what are do you have some insights for for newbies for people who want to try out photography? Um, I, I mean, we all have phones or cameras in our phones right. now. And what 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 are some of the the insights you have for people who actually want to to uh, intentionally take yeah. photo make photos of make, things and people and spaces yes well uh yeah the phone the phone capability is amazing these days and mo- i think now i'm an iphone guy so i can't speak for androids and other other brands of phones google <laughs> but they they probably have multiple cameras too like mm-hmm. mine has or, or multiple lenses i should say um, so basically on on my iphone i have what's equivalent to a 15 mil a 50 mil i think it is and an 80 millimeter lens on those three lenses. And that's pretty much your basics that you would need for all kinds of great photography. And then download something like Snapseed. I think that's free or just a buck 99 or something. A very, very uh, intuitive photo editor. You can get Lightroom for your phone. You can, uh, there's so many different photo editing. And, and even Instagram. Play around on Instagram with the editor and you can go into the, uh, not on the filters, you can go into advanced or edit, I think it's called. And you can start playing around with the, the, you know, the darkness and the hue and saturation and things like that. And it, just play with it. But 
I think the, the biggest thing that helped me is, is actually the, the limitation. Don't try to take shortcuts in the beginning. Focus on those limitations. So if you only have your phone, work within those limitations, whatever you, know, you might want to have something that you don't have. Because uh, with the gear is the temptation to always want something more something, well, you know, my picture would be so much better if I only had this $2,000 thing over there. So I'm going to buy, no, no, no. Focus on what you have in front of you and grow into it, grow with it. And it'll just make you a better photographer. With just about a minute left, how has photography um, shaped your vocations or, or how have your vocations, your relationships benefited from this hobby of photography? Ooh, I love how you ask that in such a somber, serious way. Andy. Thank you for that. It puts me in the right headspace. Uh, no, it, you know, it, I guess it's a, it's a way of how do you see the world? And as a pastor, I tend to go to the grace we have in Christ and not to make too much of it in photography, but when you, when you look through that lens and we have so much, so many metaphors and, and, analogies right with the camera and the lens and the focal length as you look through the lens and, to, and see the world remember how god sees you and this is what i try to do and i, I fail at it tremendously but how, how do you see other people do you see them in focus do you see them clearly uh, what could you do to adjust the way you see them and their hurts and their struggles so you could have a little more sympathy and a little more grace toward them as a human being who's going through this life the same life that you know, same journey that you're going through um, and, and just adjust your, adjust your focus, adjust your depth of field, some more jargon for you to have some grace, grace for the, the fellow man. And, um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to say, I, I think of that, that often as a photographer, but probably not as often as I should. Our guest today for the happy hobby series, Pastor Tyrell Bramwell. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, host of Cross Defense here on KFUO. Pastor Bramwell, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.